so God is good. And all his people said, amen. Yes, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. I'm going to prove that today. Hallelujah. No, just kidding. You need to remember, and this might be like basic for some people, but it's good, I think, to get back to basics sometimes and just be reminded of who God is, who the devil is, and who you are in God, in Christ Jesus. Reminding yourself every day, if you have to, the devil's still under your feet. The war is won. He may battle still, but the war is, is won. Just know that. And it just it's just a good um, reminder. So the word good was originally the verbal and active equivalent of God. We all know the verse, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I love that. My favorite part in that whole verse is probably whosoever because it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a human being, that mean, that's you. That's, it's so awesome. So um, I just want to ask you a question. Would you be willing to sacrifice your own son for someone else? Just think about that. Or if you don't have a son, just having a son one day and being able to do that. Would you be able to do that for anyone else, let alone a stranger? How about someone for someone who hates you? Or perhaps along the same line, someone who denies your very existence. I know I wouldn't. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have tried. But that's exactly what God did. He loved his son so much, and he was doing it because he loved us so much to go ahead and die for us. So I'm going to go back to Genesis. This is uh, New King James Version. I'm going to read you a whole chapter. I'm just reading creation. Pay attention to God saying it is good, and then he says very good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The earth was without form. Void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Power of your words, right? And God said the light, and saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters, which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and morning were the second day. And then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the earth dry land, and gathering together the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and fruit trees that yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself of the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Sorry, if you guys don't mind, my feet are like shaking if I can barely stand in front of this either. Is that okay? Am I kind of, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So the evening and morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them for signs and seasons, for days and years. And let them be for lights and firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light he, to rule the day and lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of heavens to give light on earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living 
that the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves and its waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters with the seas and let the birds multiply in the earth. So the evening and morning were the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its own kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And he said, let us make man in our image according to their likeness. Let us have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every other creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. And this, of course, is saying God talking to God the Father is talking freely to the Son, right? And the Holy Spirit here. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every little living thing that moves on the earth. So God made this wonderful planet for us and said he basically handed Adam and Eve the keys, right? Here's your kingdom. Have dominion over it. Rule over everything that I just made. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that it yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to every thing that creepeth on the earth, in which there is life, I have given you every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God said, saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and morning were the fifth day. So notice in days one through five, he goes, it was good, it was good, I made this. And on the sixth day, what did he make on that day that made him say, it is very good. I get so emotional because the God of, he made the heavens, the earth, everything on it, everything in it, and then he made us, and he knew. <laughs> Sorry, trying not to get emotional. He knew the sin that we were going to commit. He knew everything that we were going to do, and he still said it was very good when he made us. This is so comforting to me. It's so amazing. So in Genesis 2.17, God said, you can eat of all these trees, but the one thing he told them not to do Guess what they did? It was, uh, I was telling Ange last week, man, wouldn't it really love to be Eve? But the truth of the matter is we are all Eve. We are all Adam. We would have all made that same mistake. We, you know, we all sin. We all fall short, as Romans tells us. Um, So in Genesis 3, 8, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord, of God walking in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve hid themselves from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. What does that tell you? They walked with God. They were literally in his presence. They had this wonderful Eden, this paradise, and they both messed it up. They didn't have to work or toil, right? Having babies didn't hurt or wouldn't have hurt. Um, they just, they had like this, this dream <laughs> life, right? Um, they fell for the, the schemes of the devil, and the moment they did that, they, they handed over their dominion. Um, turn to me, with me, please, to Romans 5.21 and 3, sorry, 5.21. 
And if you notice, God is never idle with our, his word. And we shouldn't either. If it's in there, it's, it's important. And nothing, nothing is redundant. Nothing is like, you, you already said that. You know what I mean? Like he's telling you and it, it's, it's important. He wants us. Um, so I want to say this this way. God's plan for your life, for, for you, is always health and wealth. Um, how do we know that? Well, it says it right here. Is it really that easy, you might ask? Is it that simple? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, it's this, if you have sickness, if you're dealing with something, it's never, a f- it's never from God. And yes, he can bring beauty from those ashes, but he, can, he doesn't work in that, in that way. He doesn't operate in that way. So the ultimate example of how to pray in my life is uh, what we would call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, we'll pray in this way, and I'm going to pray it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our trespassers, or those who trespass against us, we forgive those. I'm butchering this. (laughs) And forgive us our trespassers or our sins, or our transgressions, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we are to pray. He wants us to pray to bring heaven to earth. And why would he tell us that if it couldn't be done? Um, Peter said, you know, there was no deceit found on the lips of Jesus. He wouldn't tell us. He wouldn't expect us to do something if, if it couldn't happen, if it couldn't be done. Why would he? He's not, you know, he's not misleading in any way. So in Numbers uh, 23, 19 in the ESV, um, it says, God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said he will not do it or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it? How comforting is that? Yes. Amen. And as much as God is good, he is just. He has to be. How could he just let anyone into heaven? He, he can't. They can't just come to heaven, you know. Um, so in that way. God, he never intended for us to hand over the keys, essentially, you know, to the evil one. But he, and he knows, he knew, it's okay. He knew that would happen, and he knows that about you. He knew every bad thing that you would ever do, and he still chose, you know, to die for you. He still chooses to love you. You can't do anything to make God not love you. Um, he know, and he knows who will choose him and who he will not. And he still, you know, he chose every single person that, before we're ever born, right? So, sorry, I got a little lost. Hell um, was never created for men. It was it created for the, the devil and his angels in Matthew 25, 41. So, and again, it's never his will for anyone to, to go there. It says that, I'm using the ESV again. Then he will say to those on his left, you want to be on the right side of Jesus, right? <laughs> Depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Um, and the reason why the devil hates people, and I can appreciate you, and they'll never understand it. That we are made in the image of God. Even the angels in heaven, they'll never get it. They're not made in the image of God like we are. So we're different. We're set apart. And I think the the devil and the demons, I think they're jealous of that because they'll, they'll never have that. Anyway, imagine moving into this amazing gated neighborhood. You know, you have great schools, great parks, awesome amenities, you know, a gym, et cetera, everything. 
beautiful hiking trails, very exclusive, right? And right um, next to you as you're unpacking, you know, your kids' stuff into their new rooms, into this amazing new house that you probably overpaid for, you find out <laughs> that your neighbor, your next-door neighbor, is a registered sex offender. And by the way he was looking at you, or maybe your kids, he didn't look too reformed. Imagine the creaking hips in your gut you would feel. Um, and you'd probably wonder, like, who let him in here? How did he get in here? <laughs> well, in heaven, that will never be an issue. And we'll see the worst, you know, offenders that you can think of, the worst that you can imagine. Because of the grace of Jesus, it bounds over sin. They would have had to have repented and turned away from that sin by the intent of Christ and have um, the definition, I looked it up again, for repent is to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or affection. So how could God um, let you know pedophiles into his kingdom if they didn't do that? So once you repent and you ask Jesus to be Lord over your life, he makes you a new creation. The word tells us that old things have passed away and become new. Does this mean we have to stop sinning before we come to him? Um, absolutely not. He said he didn't come for the righteous, but for the sick. And we are all uh, unrighteous apart from Christ, right? We can only sin that makes us righteous. Um, Ezekiel eleven eighteen says, and I, God, will put or give you a new heart. In the NIV, it says an undivided heart. Um, King James says, I will put a new spirit and I will take them the heart of stone and give them their heart of flesh. Um, so once you become a child of God, you should be, you know, dead with Christ. You, you died with Christ. You know, you were buried with him. And once you're resurrected, you start walking by the spirit, not the flesh. So as he, the Holy Spirit, helps you not to sin, he is your guide. He is your, he convicts um, so ever so lovingly. It's, it's just amazing what you could be when you start praying and you start asking him to lead you into things that just just awesome um so after you know you repent and ask jesus for you know his heart that he can change you shouldn't want to you know sin after that you should want not to be sinning with god that's why christians usually can some say you know i'm in this world but i'm not of it you know i'm just passing through which is nice and it's good but it's crazy because people listening to you this morning <laughs> they're the only things you can take right into heaven um so so Jesus made a way when there was no way. He was our lifeline. He was that hand reaching down to us when we were drowning, essentially. And just remember, be on the reader about that. Like, they, they need that. They need that lifeline. They need to be reading the Bible. Because everyone has, you know, this inside hole in them that only Jesus can fill, right? So I'm, I want to just pray. Lord, please help us walk in your ways. Father God, let us weigh the things that you would have us weigh. Take the idle words of our mouth, Father God, to help us to not speak negativity, Father God, but to just help us be mindful every day that you are who you are and who we are in you, Father God. And we just pray that we we can just walk in your ways, Father God, every single day. Thank you for your to come straight to you, that you are a problem solver, you are the 
good to have guidance and move forward and take the next step before the world is looking at you're the first one that needs to go through this process of learning and adapting to this new reality. So thank you for joining me.